What is nothing? Now that's D. What in the fuck are we doing here? That's deep, bro. Hi, guys. Welcome to That's Deep, bro. Serious questions with silly people. I'm your host, Christina Pajitsky. What else? Amazon, please use my banner. How do you do that? I know it sounds weird, but when you go to thatsdeepropodcast.com, you'll see um, every entry that I have there. It's like it's like a blog entry, and under it are three pictures. It's usually an Amazon square, your mom's house square, and like a donation button. Click on the Amazon square and it takes you directly to Amazon where you do all your shopping as you normally would. You don't have to do anything. Just click on that. It takes you through a magic portal in space and time. How cool is that? All right. Enough business. Is that, is that enough? Ugh. Guys, today I have a fantastic episode for you. I've invited a, a comedian named Daya Lakshmi Narayanan. Narayanan. Wow. That's the last name. I thought my last name was the last name. That's the last name. Um, and Daya goes on these, you know, crazy hippie meditation retreats where, you know, you meditate, you think of your own awful thoughts and you eat bowls of rice and gruel. It's, you know, I want to do it. On the other hand, do I really want my own thoughts for five to seven days uninterrupted? And do I really want to talk about veganism with a bunch of lunatics? No, I don't know. I'm sure they're lovely people, but you know what I mean. I can just imagine the conversations of like, well, I went gluten-free back in 2010, and that really made a difference, and I haven't had wheat since uh, Clinton was in office, and I'm really excited about no sugar. Mm. No thanks. Anyway, she's going to tell us about that, because I'm fascinated by it, but I'm afraid of it. And also, we're going to discuss compassion, anger, and uh, letting go of control. Three of the possibly the hardest things to do as a human being. Oh, man. Anyways, enjoy this. Um, thank you for your emails. Email me at thatsdeepropodcast at gmail.com for any questions or requests. I am taking requests for future topics. And I'm lining up something tasty for you, my pretties. All right. Uh, enjoy this. I'm going to, oh, here's what I'm going to play. I'm going to play Love and Rockets. Okay, are you ready for this? This is one of my favorite albums. Ooh. Okay, guys.
Okay, we're here, and um, I'm here with my guest, Daya Lakshmi Narayanan. Hey, now. Hey. So good. This last name is Chinese. (laughs) (laughs) This is Indian. Yes. Okay, so what's your background, so people? My background, my background... Indian, you're right, South yeah. Indian, okay. uh, by way of Buffalo, New York. <laughs> so I was going to say it, oh, heavily white trash influence. All right, yes. we're gonna we're gonna get along just great. Yes. So South, what what part specifically? Uh, so dirty South, specifically Tamil Nadu, uh, and then uh, but I did live in the deep South in the United States later on. So okay. uh, the southern part of any country is similar in many ways. Right? Isn't yeah. that true? That's yeah. so universal. Yeah. yeah. We're the hicks. Jesus Christ, you got it. And then, that's true. And then the East is grumpier. <laughs> yeah. Like the East Coast is a little grumpier than us. Right. And then in Europe, too, my tribe, we're Eastern blockers. Yeah. We're totally miserable. Okay. Um, so cool, man. So, Lakshmi, thanks for joining us. You're a stand up comic. Daya. I'm sorry. How'd you look? <laughs> that's okay. You know why? Because I love uh, Lakshmi. <laughs> yes. And that's all I can think about. I was so excited to see her last name. It's fine. Yeah. And she's my um, my goddess. I Is have she? necklaces of her everywhere. And I, you know, I like to her. I, I chant to her or whatever. The really? Sorry, what made, my brains are no, I, I like that about, I, what drew you to her? That's cool. You know why? Because I was so broke in uh, 2009 or 10. And I was like... Because I started meditating around then and I thought I should have something to focus that energy to. And I know that Hindus choose Mm -hmm. their gods to help them in this Mm -hmm. area or that. And I like Durga. Yeah. And I like Lakshmi. And I like, uh, who's my other mommy that I pray to? I can't even remember now. I'll remember it later. But I like them. Who's yours? Uh, well, my Wi-Fi is named Saraswati. That's the one. That's my other one. Saraswati. Yes. The arts. Yes. Arts. She helps you creatively. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But that's, that's also my Wi-Fi because that's how the information gets to you through the <sighs> goddess and through your Wi-Fi. Yeah. Can I call you Lakshmi anyways? I like that. You can, you, well, so Lakshmi Narayanan is my dad's name because okay. everyone's like, this is a girl's name. But no, it's like, it's like the yin and the yang. So you have... Uh, like you can't have one without the other. So Lakshmi is goddess and Narayanan is the, the male, you know, Vishnu. So that's actually my dad's name. But immigration was like, you need to have two names. So he just <laughs> made Lakshmi Narayanan our last name. Wow. So if you call me Lakshmi, that's like, I, I'm going to think that you're, you're asking for my dad, but you can, oh. you can call me whatever. I will respond to many things. <laughs> I won't be offended. All right. So, but you're from San Francisco and you literally yes. just got off a plane to come here. So thank you so much for doing that. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't wait. I'm excited. Oh, I'm so excited. Cause so, okay. So Molly Schminke, uh, the punchline in SF recommended you for my show because you go on meditation retreats, which is something I've wanted to do since college. I'm terrified to do uh, because you're in your own head a lot. I imagine you're meditating and then you're talking to people. I have the worst stereotypes in my head. Like I, they're into <laughs> veganism. I'm, I'm sure hardcore. We're talking a lot about stones and crystal magics. Yeah. Meditators are, it's like they, they it makes you, it, going to a meditation retreat brings out all the things that you hate about everyone. So literally like there's a there is only vegetarian food at this at this retreat, which is fine because I'm vegetarian. But then they have a special table where they say 
Anyone with food allergies oh, can come partake of. So it's the simple food tables. I'm like, you know, when you go on a meditation retreat in Burma, there's no simple foods table. Right. There's like whatever food there is, just right. be happy and eat it. So I, I, but see, when you're meditating, those thoughts are not useful to you. So I'm like, oh, let <laughs> let it go, let it go. So, uh, or there's that person that breathes really loud. That's like, oh. and I'm like, okay, maybe they have asthma, compassion, <laughs> compassion. But all those thoughts are going to come up. And what better a place to have those thoughts of hating people than Marin County. <laughs> right. Which for those of you who aren't familiar with that, Marin County is like the hoity-toity part of Northern California. All the San Franciscans make fun of it because they're, they're money and they're a little bougie. They like their Olive Garden. They like their, you know, Starbucks. That's where the um, anti-measles vaxxer people also live. Oh, for crying like, like, Let's homeschool. That's Breast milk will protect you from nuclear disasters. Yeah, sure. You know, you know, yeah. Okay, so my Indian was stepdad. My yeah. Indian, God, I, st- I can't talk today. My stepdad was Indian. Is his name Lakshmi? No, I wish. <laughs> uh, his real name was Subash, but he changed it to Dean after Dean Martin because he's <laughs> mentally ill. Uh, which is so funny because he, he kind of taught me a little bit about... Um, different we had you know we had like elephant pictures in the house and he would make samosas but he would put beef in them (gasps) (laughs) taco bell seasoned beef i'm pretty sure that's not how they come in india (laughs) you know he wasn't a very devout uh hindu but but anyway i like all that stuff man and i'm really into it this year i've been reading a lot about meditation Mm. and so you wrote to me about these themes of compassion anger and relinquishing control which Mm -hmm. i think are like the holy trinity of it's not everybody's beef yeah that's nice it's not the big the big three yeah for me it really is because one there's self-compassion because so many people beat up on themselves like i you, do that yeah huge self-loather huge why yeah. do we do that i think some of it is innate mm. the ego like it's it's just part of it and then the other part is your childhood mm. crap hey jeans what? sorry hold on will you close the door in the office sure. sorry guys we're doing a little show business here <laughs> thanks um I think i but i think that is by nature that's the human condition right is you're you're immediately you're, no, you're supposed to be born okay, and yeah. then society kind of wears you down. Isn't yeah. that the thought? I mean, I don't know, because babies don't have self-loathing. Like, no. little kids don't have self-loathing. Where does it come? So, compassion is self... So, it has to start with self-compassion. You've got to be gentle. Like, so if you mess up, you mess up, you know? Yeah. But that doesn't give you permission to be a jerk to people. So, you have to be compassionate with yourself but also uh, be compassionate with others, you know, like what, you know, maybe you don't know what's going on with someone else. You man, know? man, that is the truth. I yeah. tell you as a comic too, you know, you look in the audience and you, uh, you know, the first 10 years of stand up, <laughs> I would look in the audience and I would go, how come that person isn't laughing? Yeah. They hate me. And then you come talk to them at the end of the show and they say something like, wow, you know, I really enjoyed your set. My, um, you know, my brother passed away oh my God. two months ago. This oh is the first God. time I've been out of the house. So thank you. And here I am projecting my insecurities. Mm. They hate me. They don't like my comedy. It's got sometimes nothing to do with you. Yeah. Yeah. You never know what, what other people are going through. And we're all suffering. That's the kooky shoes part, right? 
life is suffering. And yeah. that that's not like to Ooh, say that's that, good. That, well, yeah, well, you know Dialogue. what? You know what? Buddha said that before me. I just, <laughs> uh, that you was like, even come up with that? That was just control C, control V. Um, <laughs> but you know what? Uh, that happened to me once. Uh, <laughs> I was performing and this guy was in the audience like, nodding off like he you know like it looked like the wailing wall in jerusalem or wherever right. it is. like like and i was like you know what i am entertaining i am fun. i wrote this stuff and it kills every like what you know and then um so it was a showcase and then i you know it was, i i got off stage and then i saw him from a different angle and he had this rectangular looking pump on the side mm. of his hip and uh, what that is for people who don't know, it's um, it's an insulin pump. Hmm. And so my dad is a, t- a type two diabetic, and this gentleman was probably type one insulin dependent. So basically, he was low blood sugar. It had nothing to do with my jokes. Hmm. It had nothing to do with the fact that I was or wasn't entertaining. He his blood sugar, his insulin was not regulated, and I made it all about me. Right, which is again another human really human thing to do. And mm-hmm. also depending on what your triggers are, mm-hmm. you know, what happened to a little Daya, you know, maybe your dad fell asleep on you when you were a little kid. He did. Oh, shit. <laughs> 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 Who's getting their PhD in psychology today? <laughs> right. So then that's your, now you're hardwired to see that and that'll really enrage you. Yeah. And other people. And it's got nothing to do with the present. It's actually the past. Yeah. It's your past mind imposing itself on the present situation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so that's the compassion for others. You have no idea. It's not about you. So then on these retreats. Yeah. Where I I end up hating people. (laughs) (laughs) You're in loathing of others. Now the irony, I mean, this is what my therapist tells me, is that when you're actually throwing hate out towards other people, you're really kind of hating yourself, right? Because isn't it that saying of like, I really hate what I see in you and me. Or how does that fucking thing go? God, mm. I hate what I see in... I see... Basically, you see yourself and other people and you, it's all the parts of you you don't like, which is why it gets to you. Hmm. I think that's the theory. I think. You know, so on these retreats, what basically happens is you can't control your mind. It just does its thing and all you can do is accept. So it's like, it's like, it's like a puppy. Like, you can't be like, oh, puppy, don't pee there, because it's going to do its thing. So there's nothing for your mind to do except, like, sit, eat, Hmm. walk, listen. And so when there's nothing to do, no external stimulus, like, ooh, house of cards, binge watch, do this. Yeah, oh, my God, I just finished season three. So it's fantastic. So when, when, like, when there's nothing for the mind to do, like, you create these stories, like, person over there yes. is this and why do they um and and you have no information like you're not talking to them you don't have a conversation <laughs> so you're like i don't like the way that they walk or why do they need three cushions they right. can sit in a different way why did they you know why are they hogging the the blankets you know like so it just comes up and so all you can do is be compassionate be like this is the mind the mind has nothing to do who cares about the cushion? It's not about yeah. the cushion. Just let it. So it's fascinating. You know. So that's interesting because I, on a plane last week, had a secret enemy, 
where you just fucking loathe that person next to you for yeah. arbitrary stuff. Like I, oh, yeah. like I put my blind down and I saw her just look up at me, look mm-hmm. at me doing that. And in my head, I'm like, this fucking bitch judged me. Yeah. Right now. I can yeah. put the blind down. I want to put the blind down. Yeah. It's too bright in here. Why don't you turn your fucking light? Like I got all cray cray. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, wait a minute. None of that happened. Right. That was not, that was not an exchange. It's, it's, <laughs> you, one you, you just create an enemy in your brain because you have n- no story. Like you just, yeah. it just happens so quickly. And you know what? The opposite can happen. I had, uh, I had a romance without knowing anything about this person. I just liked the way they were stretching in between the meditation. I was like, I do the same stretch. We have so much in common, you know, like, and so you, so basically your, your mind just, and so it's just interesting to be like, this is what the mind does when there's nothing to do. Judgment, fear, Mm. story, Mm. planning, analysis. Like, it's just, it's just like you notice it and be like, huh, that's what it does. And Mm -hmm. then you just go back to what you know, which is like breathing or awareness or whatever. And like, after a while, like, it's just like, you know, it's, there's so much material, except like, if you try to do it on stage, people will be like, that's not funny. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, meditation humor like that's a such a specific <laughs> genre that is you should do well maybe that's what you should do on your next meditation retreat just be like <laughs> i'm gonna do like 20 minutes the to top guys i know <laughs> every night and just punish them um that's interesting that the mind does it's that chatterbox thing right like mm. it's it's gonna do its thing and you can either resist it which is what i did for years mm. and that's the harsh part too is when you resist the bad thoughts the uncomfortable the ooky mm then I do feel like that's when it manifests in panic attacks Mm. or in depression when you're like, I don't know what, if you're Mm. fighting it, Mm. like that's why I always had a fear of feelings. Mm. If you push it, push it, push it. That's when the real damage, because that's when you start acting out in anxiety. Like that's when you start emotional eating or drinking or right. So the Mm -hmm. ability to be still with the ebb and the flow with the ups and the downs is like, that will stop you from compulsive destructive yes. behavior. That's so that's so <laughs> no actually that's actually brilliant because part mm. of the meditation because we're quiet the whole time and they're serving food you're quiet when you're eating too. Wait par- a minute. They don't let you talk when food's served? No. Oh fuck off. Yeah. So you're quiet when you wake up. Oh Jesus. And you're brushing your te- teeth quiet, quiet when you're making your bed you know, quiet when you're eating. So you're basically doing eating meditation. So you're slowly eating. See, my urge Mm. is I love food so much. Mm. I want to eat it all as fast as I can and then eat more. Yeah, of course. Cram it all in there. Because it's so good. It's like an immigrant thing. Like For sure. There's food. Let's eat it all. Yep. And then let's get more. And if you don't want it, something's wrong with you. Yep. So that's my solution. But then it's like, okay, let's savor what is here right now so and that's a different experience different, altogether totally. you know it's funny my stepdad had a thing with food mm. that very much to him signified making it mm. in america and the irony mm. too is that he was a really hardcore republican oh no <laughs> i know and he would donate to like the pat <gasps> all the pre- the presidency so they yeah, it's a campaigns for the Republicans, and they sent him an autographed picture of the last five presidents. That's how much money he gave to the Republican Party. <laughs> and uh, one of his favorite things is that the eating, and that to him was success, mm. love. Mm. I made it. I'm never going back to the old country. Absolutely. And he didn't like the old country. He never went back once he left at the age of like 28. 
and it was I'm American now. This is this is this is it. And he was very fat, mm-hmm. and that's so the, the the you know <laughs> he would eat a fucking. He and my mom would get pizza every day, <laughs> and then he would go to the store and get an alligator log. What is that? An alligator? Is that what that's called? It's like a maple log. You can get it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like and, a bear claw, but yes, it, yeah, yeah. But it's like flat cake with pecan. I mean, mm. it's calorically the most dense thing you could eat. And that that was yeah, and that was his misplaced joy. And I imagine mm. he was eating some some feelings because he was excommunicated by his family in India because oh, he married wow. this Guatemalan girl. Anyway, long story. But um, but yeah, acceptance of every moment is really interesting. What hmm. what you were talking about earlier is um, that's what Ramdas says. Like you kind of mm. you kind of mm-hmm. notice yeah what happens. Oh, there's a. There's a rage thought. There's a jealous thought. Yes. There's um. There's a perverted thought. Yeah. There's an obscene thought, and just wit and bearing witness and not judging, because yeah. I think when you start to judge the thought, is when it gets scary. Right. Or pushing right? it away. Like yes. I don't want that obscene thought. I don't want that painful thought. I or clinging. Like ooh, this is a good thought or a good right. food. I want more of it because it's going to change. It's yeah. not going to be there in a minute. Wait, so then when do you use your mantras then? Because I, I don't know if you've ever been on a birth control pill before. Mm-hmm. God damn it. I mean, it's like it's like those pills, they make you wonky. It's like you know that this isn't you. This is your hormonal crap. I'm not on it anymore. It's right. I don't like being on that. It's the worst. Yeah. But for or even when, you know, women, we get our hormonal yeah. stuff and you oh, go, yeah. and you know it's not you. Yeah. And so sometimes I say a mantra. <laughs> I do the Hare Krishna in my head. <laughs> oh, do you? That's great. <laughs> Just to have something not me. Because I know that those demons are howling and it's mm-hmm. not me. It's, yes. It's my body, essentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So wait, so when is the t- when do you use a mantra? When do you cover up thoughts? When's mm. a good time? I try, uh, I mean, it's always imperfect. Like, uh, I, I'm always messing up. All the time. And I'm just like, ah, oh, okay, this is more more opportunity. Like so for for example, the only mantra that I that I'm trying to use on a regular basis is the compassion mantra. The it's it's called uh, metta in Buddhism. So basically it's very simple and you can like modify it the way you want. It's like um first it's like may you be happy for yourself. Um um, may you be safe and protected from uh, inner and outer harm. Uh, may you be strong and healthy. May you live life with ease. Uh, may you be joyful. That's all. And then you extend compassion to someone else, mm. um, a benefactor, um, someone who's helped you in your career. Uh, someone, that you, And then you extend compassion to someone you love, like you know uh, your, your mom, like a close friend. And then you do it for a difficult person. My mom. Yeah. Not, I don't love my mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, okay, I just meant, meant like, <laughs> right, for me. Yeah, for you. The difficult person. Let's go there. Let's go. Let's go to difficult person. <laughs> Everyone has a difficult person that you are like, ugh, yeah. I want to extend compassion to this person. Yeah. Uh, so then you, so then you do, then you say, okay, in this case, your mom, may you be happy. Yeah. That's a tough one. Even. Yeah. May oh, you be, because cause if, you, if you extend <laughs> compassion and they're happy, mm. then they're not in pain. Oh, right. Well, uh, my mom could fuck up happiness too. Let me think. But if they're truly happy. Yeah. If they're really happy and they're mm. free from suffering. 
That's that's true. Right. But it's so hard. Like it is hard. It that's the God. hardest thing. Extending compassion to a difficult person. That's why that's part of the practice. So then then if it's too hard, you pull back and then you go back to yourself. And then you do it to like you can you can do it to is it FIFO, your dog? Yeah. You can if a beloved can be your 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 pet. Yeah. And then you do it for someone who's easy and then you 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 dip your toe into the difficult person again. And then you you extend compassion to the world. And so that's basically what I do. And then you can even break it down. Like I have, I have an injury like on my my right hand. So sometimes I'll like extend compassion. I'm like, oh, my arm, like, you know, may, may you be happy, may you be free of suffering, may, may your physical body support your happiness. So sometimes I just sit and like I try to do metta practice for my body, just my physical being and my body. And sometimes like I, because I live in San Francisco and the homeless population is so um, – so just, you know, um, oh, present. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, everywhere. And I don't often have a snack in my bag or, you know, enough cash. So sometimes I'll just walk by and instead of pushing the thought of someone who's homeless and without money and food, instead of pushing them out of my mind, I'll just be like, maybe be happy, maybe be safe, maybe be strong, maybe healthy. Maybe they will never be, but that's not up to me. I, j- I can just wish them um, happiness and kindness. And I don't know what the outcome of that will be. Like, I, I'm not one to like analyze, like maybe it's some like energy situation or anything right. like that. But just that's the only mantra that I use. Is it effective? I don't know. Well, it's effective for you, right? Like, yeah. it makes you feel, and that's the thing you got to, you got to do stuff independent of outcome. Like, the, True. what you're talking about is really to soothe your mind. Right. Here's my thing. Yeah. All right. I get it. I'm supposed to extend love. I'm supposed to be compassionate to people. Right. What about when that person's a real dick turd? Like, my mom's yeah. kind of a dick turd. Right. And so I'm like, how the, how do I get past my own anger? And oh, 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 more importantly, why? Why do I have to extend compassion? Why? Why? Mm. What's the big deal? What? What harm am I? Am I? What harm am I doing to myself by not? What if I'm indifferent? Can I be indifferent? Can yeah. I be neutral? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what? Neutral is better than hatred, right? Right. I don't have active hate today. I don't. I don't have active hatred. Maybe just indifference, like a vague. That's great. If I can get to indifferent on some days, some days I can get to compassion. Some days I can. That's, but, I mm. would say that's awesome because sometimes like when I'm thinking about like, like a difficult person and I'm like, oh, this person is blah, blah, like I'm like, and I've, if I do compassion practice enough for like a racist person, for example, and I'm like, send compassion enough, I'm like, you know, may you, may you be free from suffering. Maybe they're suffering and that's the cause of their racism. So if I do it enough, I'll get to a place of neutrality and I'm like, that's good enough for today, yeah. you know? And then yeah. I'll just back up. Like, there's no need for me to... It's not a contest. It's not like a Buddhism contest. Like, I'm the most Buddhist, you know? No, but I always I worry that that's part of my neuroticism. It's like, <laughs> if I'm not extending <laughs> compassion, what's going to happen to me? Right, right. There's like <gasps> some someone tallying your compassion. Or like, does this have an adverse effect on my being if I don't extend? Like, what's the repercussions of that? Is that building bad? Is that creating bad karma? You know, is that is that a is that a negative chain as opposed to uh, is there such thing as a neutral chain? I guess of cause and effect. I don't know. No, I I I think that if uh, 
like in, like in just sitting and trying and not uh, actively sending bad thoughts or like self-compassion or forgiveness of self. I think all of those things are like cultivating like positive states. Like there can't be anything wrong with those things, right? Yeah. Like there can't be anything bad. It's like giving someone a hug. Like if you hang on to that hug too long and let your hands slide down, that's a little bit wrong. (laughs) It's weird. Yeah. But just a hug is fine. Yeah. You don't want to over hug. No. So just as long as you're not cultivating creepy states, I think that's okay. I do that with my dog. I hug him. I hug him so hard that he pushes back. You know, when they push their arms and they're like, no. I'm like, but I love you. I fucking love you, dog. That's great. Yeah. Do you, for, do you have a cat or a dog? No, I wish I did. I, I love dogs. I'm allergic to cats, so I don't like them at all. Well, yeah. That's I a make, good reason. Yeah. I make uh, slightly mean jokes about cats all the time. My friends are like, you're so mean. You're supposed to be an animal lover. You're a vegetarian. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, sorry. What do you hate most about cats? I hate horses. Oh, really? Fuck horses. Really? Wow. Yeah, they're the worst. I, I have just bad. I haven't been close enough to any horses to really form negative opinions about them. But uh, I, is, it, is it a Mr. Ed thing or what? <laughs> no, they're just stupid. They smell. They do smell. God, they let you ride on them. Like, come on, dudes. You're a majestic animal. Don't, don't let people tame you. Oh, I see what you mean. You know what I mean? Like, how, how stupid are you, bro? Do you, you feel like it's a self-esteem issue. Like, yeah. they, should, they should have more self-esteem <laughs> yeah. than yeah. to allow others to, yeah. to, to be on them. Yeah. Hey, you're a magical, beautiful creature. Don't let people ruin that. And they poop too much, too, in public. Oh, I don't like that. You've convinced me. I don't like them either. <laughs> I don't think I'm allowed to have a, a, a pet in my apartment building. Oh. However, I have a friend and she uh, she just she became a therapist and she's like if you ever need i can write you a letter saying that you need a service animal <laughs> for your emotional condition and i was like i don't have an emotional condition she's like i'll you're a comedian yeah, yes you yeah, do yeah i know and she's like we'll find one and we'll get you a dog and i was like oh but i travel too much and that that might be a little bit mean so right. i'd have to find an animal that i could take everywhere with me yeah um horses are great for that no <laughs> Oh, they poop too much. They're, they're, they have self-esteem issues. <laughs> they're great. They're also a nice mode of transportation. I think I'd want a pig, like one of those. Oh, those are cute. Yes. Little think, domestic ones. Yeah. I my accountant, I, my old accountant had one. There, you know, people like to show off about the stupid pig. Okay. So, okay. So what time do you it? wake up on these meditation retreats? We sleep in until noon? Or? Oh, my goodness. No. the They don't have alarms. They have these... Uh, um, very uh, beautiful bronze gongs that they bring mm. along. And they go ding, mm. ding, ding. And I think it goes off at 5.30 in the morning. Nope. I'm yeah. already out. <laughs> I'm already out, bro. No, but we I'm go out. to bed at, at 9.30 p.m. Count the hours. That's not enough. And you, and you get used to it. You get used to the... Because there's nothing to do. You're not expending a lot of energy. I like that part. And you're fed three times a day. And if you get hungry, you can always go to the kitchen and eat more snacks. Okay. So so there's plenty of food, and the food is really good. Is it, but it's vegetarian. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I don't problem. It's all vegetarian, and the food is really good. The, the mm. cooks are amazing. Mm. And really, like, the, the, the cooks are very, very good. It's not just, like, boring. Now, do I get my own room, or do I have to share with these hippies? You know what? Most of the time I've gone, I've had my own room. 
Okay. One time I did have to share, and she was actually pretty cool. And there was like a divider, so and I, you know, had earplugs in, so I didn't really hear anything. You you have to take, uh, um, like you like you have to take some like oaths or promises like you can't kill anything so okay. that's the vegetarianism so if you find a spider you know don't kill it um you you can't uh steal no. so don't take yeah. anything Jeez. yeah you're not gonna do that who's, uh, who's doing that on the retreat you know i don't know Jeez. maybe there's some punks that like just like like to take stuff uh, i don't know what a they're jerk. doing. jerk yeah uh you can't uh what's the other one uh oh no intoxicants so don't bring oh, yeah alcohol or weed uh, if there's something oh, prescribed bring it of course uh you can't uh oh yeah no sex with yourself or others for the oh. duration of the of how just, long it's five to seven days oh my who can go that long without well but also like you're not being stimulated you're just like waking up early uh, you're sitting. You're it's, you're it, you're very focused on, and the the mind is giving you so many. Th- you're not feeling very sexy. Yeah, you're in like you know meditation outfits and they stuff. give you special. No, no, clothes? you bring your own. Like I bring oh. like sweatpants and yeah. like you're sitting on cushions and you're talking about Buddha. Like it, you know, you're not feeling. You're not taking you're not, bubble baths. It's and, not making you randy. No, to talk about not at all. Yeah. No, I mean maybe when you leave. But, you know, it's not yeah. during, you know. Now, but do you get bored? I mean, if it's five to seven days of the same? Maybe. You, some people do get bored. Some people, you experience everything. Some people get bored. Some people get angry. Some people, some people are like, what am I doing here? This is a waste. Some people um, just can't sit still. Some people just have like, like one retreat. I just felt joy like the whole time. I was like, mm. this is amazing. Look at these persimmons. I'm so happy. I love the birds. Um, in one of them, I was like constantly annoyed. Like it just really depends. Like the you can't control the mind. Like it just no. really, really depends. It's like whatever. It's kind of wh- what you're bringing. It sounds yeah. like if, it depends on where you're at and yeah, what you're what you're processing. Yeah, yeah. Five to seven days. I think that to me is like that scares me because I could do what you're saying for like three days, maybe, yeah. dude, and then yeah. Because I, I spend a lot of time, as comics, we're always alone yeah. in the hotel room. Like, I yeah. feel like I live the life of a Buddhist monk in some yeah. regard. Like, because, bro, you you gotta be yeah. meditative. I do yoga in the room and everything. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just doing heroin all day. Like, you yeah. gotta be a bit of a fucking yeah. Buddhist to do stand up on the road. But, right. Um, all right. So let's get back to this one. Now, I love. Uh, let's talk about anger. Oh, totally. I have so much <laughs> of it. You do? Why do you think you have so much of it? Because there's so much wrong in the world. I want to fix it. You want to fix the world. What about you, though? You're not mad about... I mean, what about a diet? Like, what do you think? When did that... Like, when did your anger start? Oh, I think the anger started from... uh, Well, one, you know, we moved around a lot. And we lived in places where uh, I always felt different. Yeah. So I think one of those places was Birmingham, Alabama. Get, I've been there. Oh, you have? I've done the stardom. On, I don't, you I did? don't think I'll go back. What? <laughs> can, can, uh, am I allowed to you ask can you ask. a question? No, I'm, it's just, it's not my demo, bro. Like, yeah. it's fine. It is it is what it is. And my, you know, hey, shout out to Birmingham if yeah. you're listening. Yeah. But I don't think they they liked me very much. Let's just say that. Really? I, you know, come on. I'm not, you know, they lo- they don't like outsiders. They think I'm a dirty foreigner. And I got, because my last name's Pajitsky. Yeah. And I'm like, Which you, I think, love. you think I'm a fucking foreigner? <laughs> like, right. Oh, well, poor Daya must have fucking. Right. It's wow. A, it's a great city. I, I still have friends in Birmingham, Alabama. I just felt um, very different. 
At the time, there weren't a lot of uh, Indians there. And my mom uh, wanted us to learn about our culture. And the only way to do that, that there was this um, Jewish lady named Dana who taught (laughs) yoga at the Unitarian Church. So she made my brother and I take these yoga classes there. So it was that. And uh, I think, um, you know, that Jimi Hendrix album where he has like all the like uh, the, the the incarnations of uh, Vishnu or Shiva. Yeah. Like we saw that and we're mm-hmm. like, this is also our culture. I think those two <laughs> those things. Are, wait, the Jewish lady at the rec center teaching yoga <laughs> yeah. and then a Jimi Hendrix cover. Yeah, yeah. Your only connection to your Indian heritage. For real. Fantastic. So I think that Fantastic. those th- living living in the South, <laughs> uh, which was, like I said, I, there are some really good things about the South. Uh, the, it was just a place where if you if you were not, white you were you were black and um there was still a lot of remnants of uh just you know just plain racism that like there was one my mom worked at the library she called me one time and she was like oh don't come to i would just go to the library after after class to hang out she's like don't come to the library today i'm leaving early i was like why are you leaving early she's like the clan is going to rally today (laughs) And and uh, and I was like, oh, okay. Whoa. It was just like a, you know, like heads up. Yeah, just you know, Tuesday. That's what yeah. they do. They come around here with their yeah. heads. And, and, uh, yeah, wow. and so so I didn't go to the library that day to hang out because wow. you know it, because the Birmingham Public Library was in the in the city center. So you know, the, I remember one day the the skinheads came to the school and we we're like, oh well, God. we'll leave early, you know. And they didn't know. I mean, they were kids. They didn't know what they were doing. Uh, they, I mean, they probably got it from somewhere else. But uh, it just kind of, uh, it just made me, and also like just geographic proximity, like like Birmingham Public Library is like walking distance from 16th Street Baptist Church where those girls were, you know, and the, you know, one kid was you know, blown up for being mm. black kids. And so it, there's just so much cultural history, but there's also like constant reminders that this is a place where being different can, you know, at that time cost you your life. And now in present day, I, I don't know if you heard, um, about a month ago, there was a family in Huntsville, Alabama, and, uh, you know, same, pretty much similar reasons why my dad came to Alabama. My dad is a physicist, so that's why he was in Alabama. This guy in Huntsville was an aerospace engineer because a lot of, uh, you know, Eastern Europeans, Indians, mm-hmm. you know, for, you know, f- for the space program came to of Huntsville. Course. Hey, man, I was an immigration paralegal. I brought, I probably no brought your way. dad over. I, I probably know. did his visa. I know, right? <laughs> so I was in space camp. I, I <laughs> oh, loved it. Oh, you're so lucky. So I, so anyway, so this guy had a, this, this man who was an aerospace engineer in Huntsville had a, had a son. The son ended up being special needs. So he called his dad over from India, who's 57 years old, to come and help him with his son. And the and this dad, with this grandpa, 57-year-old grandpa, was walking around the neighborhood. Some neighbors, this happened a month ago, some neighbors were like, uh, there's a, a 30-something black man who looks suspicious in our neighborhood. Police, can you check it out? So the police came and asked him questions, and he put up his hands, and he said, me no English. And they said, uh, what are you doing in the neighborhood? He repeated, me no English. Police footage of them tossing him in the air. He comes down on his back. He's now partially paralyzed. Oh, Jesus Yes. So this still happens. So I feel like the anger that I have is probably from um, feeling like I don't belong, feeling like... 
what is considered uh, physically attractive or desirable or feeling like you fit in or feeling like this is what is valued in society. And, you know, it wasn't my dad's fault that we moved there. He didn't know. He was like, this is better than being poor, you know? So so that was probably where it started. And so it's also what makes me, I feel like a good ally to my friends or LGBTQ. It makes me a person who hopefully has empathy for people who are going through shit. So it makes me better to have gone through those experiences, but it also makes me angry. Yeah. Yeah, that's the truth of it. When you've been through the shit, yeah, you have a lot of empathy for people who are going through the shit. Mm-hmm. But then you're angry for having to have gone through some of that. Mm. Well, listen, if you're not angry. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, you know, it's interesting. I read, um, a, a, what was it, some book talking about how a lot of people have a hard time mm. with anger. That it's an emotion yeah. that people have trouble with. And, you know, I got to tell you, I never had trouble yeah. with anger because I, I was always angry from the time I was a little kid because my parents are wackadoodles, right? Yeah. But then um, as an adolescent, I got into punk rock and I yes. love aggression. And I love and I've got to say, I think anger fueled me until I was about 32 years old. It's oh. the only reason I would get up on stage every night. I was, nice. I was proving something to people. Yeah. It was, you know, I'm a woman. I can fucking do that. I'm a fucking... This is yeah. who I am, man, and you know, blah blah blah, and yeah. uh, you know, and then you go, you know what? That's not really the way either. It's I don't want to be fueled negatively, yes. being negative. You kind of want to come from the light, not from the yeah, <laughs> the dark of it, man. Yeah, right, because that's the thing. It's easy to to go to that side of the forest, and you don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I feel like you're right. There is like having that anger burn all the time yeah, can just, sucks. it just kind of like depletes you. Um, but just like with any other thing, when I feel it, I try not to like push it away, but I try not to be like, oh, I'm just gonna like cherry. Like it's also not to be like, mm, I'm just gonna, I just love this. I just want to <laughs> have it. Uh, anger. Mm, love it. Like it's all, it can also be very like tempting to just go with it. So, I mean, anger is fueled, some good things like anger can be good because it sometimes tells you what your boundaries are. Well, it's that's like, good. Yeah. yeah. Like when someone like, you know, violates your brown boundaries or touches you or like set, like yell something on the street to you and you don't that's want my that. Favorite. I know. Like you're like, you know, back off. Like anger can sometimes be good, but you just don't want to like, you know, like allow that to pull you in, you know, and the racism it's, I think that's the most, insidious and stupid of them because like what can you do about like it's Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. who you are it's like Mm -hmm. like i was walking in dc and this black dude was like (laughs) what's up white girl (laughs) and i was like whoa i just got racially tagged you know like i'm i'm the white girl i'm the blonde was it was it a compliment was it uh, like a holler or was it like a a set was he census taking like was he like what's your income yes how many people in your household you got it i I misunderstood his direction but i was like you know normally i get mad at that stuff for being sexist but i was like whoa this is racist this is a Mm. new one for me like strange being white now what but I thought about it and I, I was like, this is so unfair, bro. Like, you don't even know me. Uh, you know, yeah. well, what if what if I'm a, a nice white girl? What if I'm not yeah. like a shitty white person? And I'm sure you felt that too. Like, yeah. you don't even, 
what? Just because of yeah. what? Like, yeah. I was, okay, you hate me for, for nothing? For nothing. Like, Absolutely. They don't even know you. It's craziness. Right. Hatred, too. Like, right. Fucking hatred. I know. Yeah. It's, it makes me crazy. But what did you say? Nothing. I started laughing. I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> I have a bad habit when awful things happen. I just, I laugh because I don't know how to react. Yeah. In the moment, I'm just like, what? That's all. Thank you. That's <laughs> okay, white girl. Yeah. I mean, I don't care. Like, at the, at the same token, like, I've seen it all. I've heard, I feel like I've seen and done so much. I'm just like, uh, it's, it takes a lot to phase me nowadays. Really? Well, yeah, you know. I've been a comic yeah. most of my adult life. I've heard it all. Been there. I don't, I don't even care. Um, now, we did Compassion. Did we do that? Yeah, we did compassion. Well, go, you can go back to it. Yeah, what? I was just thinking of. Do you know who Louise Hay is? Yeah, <laughs> the heal yourself, heal your. Yeah, yeah. She's a, she has an empire, right? Love her, dude. She has movies, books, Hay House a, Radio. Yeah. yeah, radio publishing. Like she is amazing. So, um, hey, Louise Hay, I go to sleep at night. I listen to her meditation sometime wow. for bedtime. <laughs> great it's so embarrassing so no it's great oh it's i'm so embarrassed even i don't care okay so but it helps me because i i like to go to sleep with positive energy yeah i don't know my husband loves to watch these murder shows before he goes to bed and i'm like why are you filling your head with jeffrey dahmer and all this crazy you know what i mean then you take that into your subconscious Mm. and then you're gonna dream about murder anyway she has this great part of the meditation Mm. she goes now imagine your parents (gasps) as small children at the age of six or seven, and imagine your father crying, looking for love. And when you see people as wounded little kids, Aww. I think that helps. Like, you know, you like you picture these idiots in Alabama that you grew up around. Yeah. And you're like, well, how did these animals grow up? These yeah. guys in the clan. <laughs> like, yeah. They grew up all twisted and distorted. Probably. And, you know, Absolutely. not that bright. And that's where the compassion comes in. And that's why it's like a muscle. Like, that's why, like, the difficult person is hard today. And if you can get to neutral, great. And then maybe next week you can get to little neutral plus one. Ooh, and then, and then, And then if we can keep building on it, then maybe for me next year... I can get to compassion for the clan. That may not happen, wow. but that's the ultimate goal, right? I mean, it's and it's not a, it's not a, if I never get there, then I'm bad. It's like, that's the goal. That's like, you know, if we have that for the world, then ultimately good things will occur. I don't know if I will get there, but there's something inside me that's like, I'm going to keep trying. Yeah. Well, even like um, Dr. Martin Luther King mm. Jr., his whole thing was like, don't return hate with hate. Get yeah. above it. Go yeah. above it. Transcend yeah, it. Totally. And you're like, wow, man, that's that's fucking deep, bro. Like, that's hard to do. Very hard. Almost impossible. Yeah. With people screaming, you know, N-bombs at you and hating you for fucking what? Because you're <laughs> black? Like, what? He also didn't have YouTube commenters right. back in the day. <laughs> I don't think that he, he would have that message. <laughs> well, YouTube is the worst. Isn't do you, it? do you feel anger or sadness when when you read those? Do you not read them? Well, I'll tell you, I did for the longest time. In the beginning, I read them and I would really internalize it. And then um, over the years now, it's like you know what, bro? I I know mm. you got something so wrong in your heart because mm. when you think about it let's say you're watching some television or watching a video and you don't like it, what would you do? 
just yeah just ignore been, it yeah but this this person's got so much mental problems mm. <laughs> so many mental issues that they chose instead That's to true. lash out at you mm-hmm. in anger and it's not about you it's their projection of whatever they think you're about or what they don't like about maybe you remind them of some girl that snubbed them or whatever the probably fuck. yeah you know they have some dumb reason and then they hate you who cares you know that's huge. Nuts. How They're how nuts. long did that take for you to be like, I can let this go? <laughs> a few years. I don't think I could if I if people were saying those things constantly to me. Well, you stay in comedy long enough and they, right. they it comes. It comes to the territory. And imagine, I always think about this. Um, whenever it's funny, whenever I look at Kim Kardashian's Instagram feed, oh. like I feel despair. I feel mm. sad. Mm. Because I see the despair in her where you're like, look at me, everybody, look at me, everybody. Mm-hmm. Now, do you mm-hmm. love me now, daddy? Mm-hmm. Like you, you mm-hmm. feel that. Um, but I also, then I start to think about the level of vitriol that poor woman gets on. Could you imagine what Kim Kardashian's at Twitter, like her Twitter feed is just oh like, gosh. you fucking bitch. Oh. And then you're like, oh, wow. Like now I, I feel bad for her. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, let's talk about control. Man. Oh, yes. Because that's the... Um, Excuse me. That's the one that I have the, I have a lot of trouble with. Me too. Yeah, because we want to... I have trouble with all these. Yeah. But yeah. this to me, this one's my wheel. This one's even... Anger, I'm, I'm like at home with anger. Like, yeah. hey, that's... I'm down. I, I yeah. get it. But this is like... I, contr- I wanted to control everything all the time yeah. in my life. And it got to be like, you can totally pull that down. Yeah. 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 Um, I got obsessive about mm. certain... Like career... And then what happens is, what I realized is, you're on track, bro. Like, you're, mm-hmm. you're on it. Daya's going to mm. do yeah. her, her Lakshmi Narayana. Yeah. You're, you're on your track, man. Uh-huh. Like, you're going to do you no matter what. So these setbacks or this, if this thing doesn't go exactly right, it doesn't matter. Right. You're going to end up there. Right. And if you keep the perspective of like, it's going to, whatever's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Fucking inshallah, right? Yeah. Inch, inshallah. That's what yeah. they say in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. What, what can you do? It's in God's hands. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But to get there is the tough part. Right. How right. do you get there? Then? How do you not want to control everything? You know, I, it's, it's what I'm looking at right now. So my, my dad, uh, so my parents moved from, they live in San Diego, from one place to another. Better than Alabama. Yeah. They live in San Diego now, <laughs> well, which is great. Aren't you mad? Like, couldn't you guys move there when I was in high school? I, well, it was, because I was of, kid. it was because finally my mom was like, you know what? We've trusted your decisions in terms of moving. <laughs> so now we're going to trust my decisions. Yeah. So my mom was like, I will find the next job and we're going to move where I say. Good call, mom. Yeah. So she, now they live in San Diego. She works full time. My dad's retired now. So, um, and so he, he chops vegetables and he irons and he's a Aww. very good housewife. But, um, and he's fine with that. So he, so they moved and on the day of the move, my dad collapsed hmm. and he got really, really sick and he was vomiting and just awful. And so, but they were doing so many things. They were moving, had to clean the old place and return the key. Like, you know how it is moving. Source. So he, he went to the doctor and then they told him to go home and they gave him pain meds. And I was like, that's not enough. And it was a Friday. And so the, the first feeling I had was wanting to control that because I was in San Francisco. They were in San Diego. I wanted to be like, they shouldn't have done that. They should have l- run lab tests. They should have done this. They my first instinct was to control that situation because it's hard to see someone you love suffering, especially right. having pain. Oh, right. And you want to stop that. 
But you know what? I There was nothing I could do about it. No. So absolutely nothing. They made a mistake. They released him. They should have. Yeah, I was right. They should have done all those things. But you know what? What, what? what can I do with a big bowl of your right, Daya? Like, can I sell it? Can I like, you know, jump in it and like swish around? You know, like, what do I do with that? Right. Like, not much. So that's like the most recent instance where I'm like, I wanted to control it. And then in the meantime, they're trying to clean the old place, move into the new place. My mom has to go back to work because she's taken off all this time. My dad's alone in a new place, doesn't know the neighbors, in severe pain with boxes around him. I'm on the phone with him in San Francisco. My brother's in Connecticut. So so what what I'm trying to do is because I feel like I should be there. I'm trying to control everything. Like, uh, I'll call you at 1130 when your next pain medication is due, or I will do this, or have you talked to the doctor about that? So instead of just being supportive and caring, I'm trying to micromanage things. So I think control is like an easy way to soothe or to make yourself feel better when you just don't know how to make sense of other things like oh, yeah. rather than just being like i feel really sad that i can't be there or it it makes me feel awful that you're in pain like instead of just saying and acknowledging those things would just feel more vulnerable or scary right. to just be like now i will attempt to create a schedule for your painkillers <laughs> you know yeah that is really hard to do because <clears throat> sometimes you'll jump into action but it's not right action it's not like thoughtful action yeah it's just reactionary, and you're like, I got it, I got it, I fucking do it. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, but that doesn't sometimes help. You know, you really should check in with your heart and your mind and go, all right, what's happening, right? What really should I be doing? <laughs> what's the best way to... Mm. You ever, like, yeah, because when your body fails you, if you've ever been sick before, you know, or gone through illness, like, mm-hmm. that's a loss of control. There's right. not a lot you could do. You just have to surrender. Yeah every moment to whatever the hell you're feeling and mm-hmm. on to the next one. Right. Because at that moment, the last thing my dad needs is more stuff. Right. You know, oh, and in the meantime, the old people that left this place that my parents are moving into, they like stole a bunch of the fixtures and stuff. Oh my God. And like part of the appliances and they're not supposed to do that. But then they moved to Ohio and they let, and so clearly they've done something <laughs> illegal, but my mom is tired my dad is sick. He's going to have like a procedure or surgery on Tuesday. I'm going to be there for the at the hospital with him. And I'm and my first thought is oh, I'm going to write a letter. I'm going to get a lawyer. I'm like I'm just like going into trying to fix it mode, but that's not what he needs right now. I think he needs just like support and caring. And so sometimes like uh I try to do things with the thinking brain and that's mm. like it's hard for me just to like offer support and be caring because I'm like, I, I don't know what else to do except to try to fix. Yeah. And sometimes you can, I mean, that's not to say that you should not take action when you can. Right. But uh, there's also like, again, right action. Like, yes. is this really right. going to help? Is this going to harm? And I, I think, yeah. And it, you want to go with that. Don't, don't operate out of that panicky place. Exactly. <laughs> Cause that's the ego. That's the, right. uh, <gasps> like when you're operating out mm-hmm. of your panic and your childhood uh, trauma, like right. you're not gonna, right. nothing good is gonna come. Right. But yeah. I try controlling 
there's some shit you can control, which is interesting too, is like, then there's the opposite of that where you can actually manifest a lot of crazy shit Mm. if you want to. You know, the human mind is so powerful and I feel like if you focus that laser on Mm -hmm. shit, like, but you also have to let go of how things happen to Mm -hmm. you. I've Mm -hmm. noticed you have to let other people do their thing too. Mm. You can't control other people. I wish you could. Wouldn't that be the best though? Yeah. I would love that. Just do what I want. Do Exactly. (laughs) Especially like dumb people. Is that your thing? Yes. (laughs) Anyone who is like, like below. Well, says the daughter of a rocket scientist. I mean... (laughs) You grew up with smart people, Diane. Yeah. Come on. I, I, I did. So I, I'm lucky in that like some of that intelligence got, you know, passed to me. But dumb people really bug me. That's yeah. my trigger. Like dumb, just ignorant, like racist dumb or just like, and then we're going to go see Fast and Furious 7. Furiouser. That that doesn't but like entertainment doesn't bug me. Like I like dumb things like you were talking about your husband, like. I was I liked that that he watches those kind of Loves things because murder. I I love those things too because like <laughs> I I I I watch to see when the next Law and Order SUV SUV SVU, SVU. I get this I know I I love that I I, I want to know scared. how they solve the crime I love all that stuff so I I don't fault people for liking entertainment that's not it it's just like if um uh like at the air at LAX today all I needed was a tampon yeah. and I put a quarter in there's no number to call if the quarter gets stuck there's never any in the bathroom no. in those machines no. there's never any there's never okay lies I was I was duped yeah. I was duped out yeah. of a quarter it was it was a big scheme to trick menstrual women out of change so uh now I know the conspiracy so uh so now man yeah it's the man it's literally the man so i just tried to get a bathroom attendant and they're all like i don't so so either Mm. people are lazy or they Mm. won't do their job that bugs me lazy won't do their job dumb and finally i met like these two really nice people who are like you know what we'll try to help you here, here's one from my purse, Aww. and also, and I got their name. So if someone goes out of their way to help me, I'll write them a handwritten thank you. Oh, note. I love that. Yeah, or I will call their boss and say this person did a really great job. I'll do that too. I'll do I that do too. that too. Yeah, I'll do positive. Yep. But if someone is dumb or unwilling to do their job, I will also complain about them, which Aww. means if it's an airlines, I'll usually get miles deposited into my account. I know. Or. So I sometimes I do it for the miles. Good move. Yeah, Ooh, but I some, like but it. but I but that's where the control comes in. Like I feel like that's where the should is. Like people sh- in the society should do their part because if you're not, you're leaving someone hanging. That and that's it. And that's the fucked part of it. I agree. I don't like apathy. You know mm-hmm. what makes me bonkers? Yeah, tell me. Is when people are like, I don't know, I don't care. Like I don't it's just. Mm. Like, uh, just the apathy of not wanting to know stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you, you don't, what? You don't, you're not curious about the world, about other cultures. Like, yeah. you've never left yeah. your small town. And I'm saying, like, if you're young, yeah, yeah maybe you don't have the money. Yeah. But when I meet people my age who are almost 40 and mm. they're like, don't have a passport, don't care. Yeah. And you're like, but why not? The world is this m- wonderful place. Yeah. And, um. Yeah, curiosity. When people are intellectually lazy yeah. and they're not curious, I get I get sad. Yeah. And then and, and that lends itself to laziness and apathy at their jobs. Right. You know, I've worked every crummy job. I yeah. was a 
retail sales clerk. I've been a cocktail waitress. Mm-hmm. And I always, if I'm bad at my job, which yeah. I was, I was always kind. Yes. Or if I didn't know the answer, you know what? I don't know, but let me ask. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's all I need. Right. Just ask somebody. Right. And, and you can say that. Hey, I don't know the answer to your question, ma'am, but Absolutely. I'm willing to find out the answer. Right. God damn it. it yeah. And so my parents found God this person who takes like a bus from the other side of San Diego and he doesn't speak a lot of English. And uh, my mom calls him Amigo. And I was like, mom, that's racist. <laughs> you no. can call him by his name. Oh. He doesn't speak a lot of English, but he literally comes and he helps uh, with the move now because my mom's like, I need help. And so uh, he comes and he gives my dad advice in like broken English. Like you should eat vegetables and on Fridays, you should eat this and you can you can heal yourself and whatever. Oh. And my dad listens to him patiently because this person might not have academic intelligence or like medical knowledge or whatever, but he has like a really kind heart and he takes a bus to come across. To, I mean, they pay him also, right. but like he comes with like kindness and love and compassion. Right. And so my dad just listens patiently and he, you know, does work for them because, you know, they don't have anyone else. And I'm like not big and strong. But it's really loving that this person who doesn't know my parents is like, and then do this and do that. And uh, <laughs> and my mom makes made biryani. Oh, I know what that is. She, Had that in my house. She makes biryani and literally she goes, amigo, in your culture, <laughs> this is called arroz. And I was like, that's so racist. Please speak English. That's gross uh, that you tried to translate into. Amigo. Amigo. I think my dad does that. Really? He's Hungarian. Hey, amigo. We used to have that. And you know really? what I love? Mm. I love, what is he? Uh, my mother would make chicken paprikash, which is Hungarian, mm. but she would put curry in it. <laughs> to appease my stepdad and our walls were white in the kitchen but they were stained yellow because of the rice <laughs> because the of the saffron. turmeric yes. no, yeah yeah turmeric yes uh, and sorry saffron. no yellow. saffron too yeah yeah and uh, i just remember our house always smelled like curry people would come over and they're like what is that i'm like it's fucking indian food man we're indian you I know i love it <laughs> oh my gosh that's so beautiful that yeah. you never had white walls no no it's multicultural man you got to get your life, Subash. <laughs> Subash Dean. Subash Dean. God, poor son of a bitch. <laughs> well, I hope that was enlightening, you guys. Thank you so much, oh, Daya, yes. for I know you just got off a plane and you ran over here, and I'm so thankful, and I'm so glad we got to Thank chat. you. Thank you. So um, good luck with your pops. We're going to be sending him love vibes, everybody. Thank you. Thank you, amigos. Yeah, bros. <laughs> All right. um, oh, where can people find you? DayaComedy.com. I'm also at at Dialive, that's Twitter, and I'm going to be doing a bunch of stuff. You can check my calendar out. I'll be doing some some traveling and a Where website. Where are you going? Uh, some, some places in Northern California, but if uh, things work out, there'll be an announcement that uh, something will be happening <gasps> on the East Coast. So. Oh, okay, yeah. Daya. Okay, okay. All right, she's ready. She's yeah. ready to go East Coast. Yeah. So Daya is spelled D. H A Y A, just so you know, yes. not D A I, which is what I thought. Okay, so check her stuff out, you guys, and um, yeah, email me again if you want. I, I got your requests. I have some ideas for the next podcast I'm gonna do. I'm not gonna reveal it, you know. But I um, thank you for your suggestions. It's that deep, that's Deep Bro Podcast at gmail.com. Email me any questions. Um, 
or thoughts you might have. Okay, guys, have a good week. And um, that's been deep, bro. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Now what? I don't know. Philosophize with... Yeah, it's Christina P, a.k.a. Miss Jeans. This ain't your mom's house. It's a different theme. Gotta be critically thinking. Like you caught up at a cocktail party, our thoughts start to sink in. John Locke, or was it Socrates? Aristotle or Plato, maybe Hippocrates. Got us talking all properly, topically. Just a comedian discussing these philosophies. Serious questions, silly people. What's that? That's tea. It is the ultimate metaphor for life, and you know what that is? What? That's deep, bro. That's deep, bro.